I really love the fact that you didn't give me guardrails, but you know, it makes me realise that you probably omitted that on purpose because you really wanted to see me sort of go off the rails to see where it'd go because it was good for my learning. Yes, I'm hoping you had an altruistic motive here. <laughs> I did. I I entirely did. So, um, you know, the thing is, is that if I were to tell you exactly what to do every step of the way, you would do exactly what I said, but you wouldn't understand why I said it. Sometimes I have to let you kind of veer off on the track that your mind would normally go because part of your learning, part of your growing and, and part of being able to, to grow your own personal business is understanding where it is that your mind kind of shifts and says, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to go this way or that way. If you don't learn to identify those moments, then you can't make a permanent change. So if I always set up the guardrails and, you know, it's kind of like I went bowling recently with my, my youngest nephew. He's five. He's adorable. And we did bumper bowling. I don't know if you know what that is, where they, they put the little guardrails up in the gutters so that you can't roll a gutter ball. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we go and we do this, right? And my sister, my nephew's mom, and her husband are on the lane next to us. And me and my nephew are on the lane with the bumpers in the gutters so that we can't roll a gutter ball. And he says, Auntie, why are you over here? And I said, well, honey, I'm over here with you so that I can learn to bowl a straighter ball without it going in the gutters. But if those gutters are always there, I'm never going to know if I've ever perfected rolling a straighter ball. So sometimes mm -hmm. I put them up for you and sometimes I take them down. This last week I took them down so that now I can put them back up and give you more specific direction and keep mm -hmm. you within that frame. So is there any value in what I did separate to the going off the rails? Is The, the, the research that I actually did. Was it completely off tangent or was there some value in, in actually working out what products sell in general? Or are you better to be very specific? Yes and yes. The, the learning in it was that I think when we get off this, these calls today and you kind of sit down and you digest and you go back through it, you're going to realize that they, that tangent was not beneficial for you. It, it did not drive you more towards revenue. However... Mm. The learning experience of really recognizing where it is that you get off the rails, that is worth its weight in gold. Because now you know that, okay, hold on, I'm, I'm looking at jewelry, I'm, I'm looking at fashion, what am I doing? I'm the Twitter dude. I got to get back to Twitter. You, mm. you learn those lessons through experiencing, experiencing them yourself. So yes, it was valuable. Yes, it was a waste of time all at the same time. Um, look, I'm so, I'm so glad we're having this discussion because I'm actually very challenged and I've had a couple of conversations with people about this. You know, if for instance we worked out that men's fashion was a thumping product and if I just could get myself to make some cool watch out of diamonds, then I'd probably sell a million of them. But I'm not into it. So I'm never going to do it. No. And, no. you know, you, you brought up, I think it was in the last um, segment, the fact that I am I have a hugely successful business with products that I have no passion or attachment to. Um, I'm not saying that people can't have a 
successful business with things that they aren't attached to. But I, I think to, to go back to that, here's what I am attached to. I am attached to mastering traffic. I am attached ah, yeah, yeah. to understanding the customer's cycle and knowing the psychological levers in online marketing. Now, I might be selling a, you know, physical product that that is really my passion, but that's because the physical product is irrelevant. What my passion yeah. is is the digital traffic, the digital it marketing. It allows you to research it. Absolutely. So, so uh, the end result for me personally, that that product is irrelevant. It's still the process of the marketing that is my passion, and that I have not deviated from. Mm, mm. Look, I'm I'm really I'm really relieved. I'm relieved there because uh, I was try I was trying to find I was trying to find in those top ten products going down the path of the, what you've done. You know, you're my mentor. And I'm trying to replicate your existence. Um, I'm thinking, well, how am I going to get excited about this stuff? So I, I just, I looked for that. I looked, I looked really, I really, I looked hard. I looked, and I, because I, I don't read. I, this is a little bit of a disclosure. I just really dislike <laughs> reading. Just in case people haven't yet heard that story, I really dislike it. I really, really dislike it. You know, as much as I dislike tax and mowing the lawn, I just don't. I just don't resonate with reading physical books. I like podcasts and audio books, and you know, things that I can hear and do. And I'm a kinesthetic learner. And so when I found out that the books are number one, I'm thinking, oh, this is such an. This is so off for me. How am I going to? How am I going to find my way back in? Okay, so you know, so let me bring up something that's really kind of interesting, though. If you Okay, so a good way to put this maybe whatever you put in, you get out. So I recently shared with you that I'm I'm getting ready to um to actually go back to school and get my PhD. And mm. one of the things that I have to do is um I have to take a statistics class and I I don't enjoy math. It's not my thing. Like I enjoy it in the context of conversion. But when it comes to just, you know, yeah. calculating statistics, it's not my thing. So if if I put in the effort to getting a result out of it, out of that, that is in alignment with what I do love, it makes it easier. So let me let me tell you what I did. I did a research um, in Freshkey. I did a search for learn Twitter, right? Because what do you do? You teach Twitter. So what's the reciprocal of that? Almost like a math equation. It's learn Twitter. Mm. So if you go into FreshKey and you do a search for learn Twitter, listen to what comes up. These are all top results that are searched on Google. Learn Twitter. Learn Twitter bootstrap, right? People want to know how to do Twitter without spending a lot of money. Mm. Learn Twitter for business. Learn Twitter bootstrap PDF. Learn Twitter bootstrap in two hours. Learn Twitter in 10 minutes. Think about that. You could create a product that is 10 minutes a day to a Twitter following that will pay you for life. Mm. So there are so many different things that you can do that keep you in line with what you are excited about, right? You're excited about Twitter. You are the Twitter dude. You could sell some random ass product like I do 
and use Twitter to do it. It's not about the product. It's mm, about mm. Twitter. Is that starting to make sense, starting to uh, cement? Well, absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because I, I got really, really excited. For a whole day, I just researched all these great products, and I used my Twitter knowledge to promote them. Mm-hmm. And I got 171 clicks on this really cool guitar tutorial site which I resonate with. The guy's really funky. He lives in New Zealand, and he teaches heavy metal guitar, how to, t- how to solo like the guy from Megadeth <laughs> <laughs> for $97. I mean, it's such a no-brainer if you want to okay, solo so like the guy from Megadeth. Let's flip that for just a minute. What kind of Twitter presence does that guy have, the guy that's trying to sell the uh, program? He's not, not on it. I couldn't find him. There you go. So maybe what it is is that it doesn't matter if it's fashion or jewelry or guitar. Maybe for you what that key is is how do I create a Twitter presence, a Twitter account that will help them sell what they are passionate about. You're passionate Hmm. about Twitter, but you are just the conduit to whatever they are passionate about. And that's a very good arrangement with this product called Social Media for Music. And I want to share another story of this. This guy has about six products, one of which is a product that is $27 a month, a dollar a day. This is exactly the same as OMS, except OMS was a social media learning tool designed around the social six for $1 a day. His product is how to make it in the music business for $1 a day. That's his product. Awesome. Now, he. Now, that is in complete alignment with my Twitter for Performers product designed for reality, reality TV music show contestants. Complete alignment. And I'm guessing this guy may know or may not know very much about Twitter, and I can help him there. I can promote his products. I can create products with him, and I can help him promote his products with my Twitter presence. I mean, it's just a perfect alignment of my skills, isn't it? Absolutely, and that's where you're starting to see how it can all come together. That is strategic. Based on what we've said today, I'm going to finish that particular, uh, that's the third podcast now. I'm going to come back now with the homework and what you recommend I do now that you, you could probably take the guardrails away or put them up.